Welcome back to Imperfectly Perfect Live. I'm Trainee Sharp. Welcome back yet another week. I'm excited to be back before you guys. And I'm just elated about everything that God has been doing through this podcast, everything that God has been doing for my life and your life. Um, we have been um, going over topics that have truly been a blessing to me because as the messenger, um, God deals with me first um, concerning the message. Um, and I'll just share with you guys everything that God has dealt with me with to help better my life. Um, so last week we talked about the topic of blessed to be a blessing, blessed to be a blessing. And with this particular topic, um, God was just enlightening me why, why during this pandemic he has, um, allow uh, most of us to receive surpluses um, through the IRS or receive um, surpluses with unemployment benefits um, and also even receiving different donations from people um, and just receiving like different offerings and not just monetary um, pluses but just you know plus um, additions with our gifting and additions with inventions and um, and just God has just been uh, was teaching me that he has blessed us in order to be a blessing to others. So whatever God blesses us with, it's not for us. It's so that we can in return be a blessing to other people. Um, so I went over eight steps of why God chooses us to be, um, how uh, God chooses us to be blessed, to be a blessing to other people. So hi, Reverend Minnie. Thank you for watching. And my sis, uh, Kat, is watching. Um, so, yes, please follow I Am A Perfectly Perfect's Facebook page and all of the topics are on there from previous weeks. And I am pleased to announce, and I haven't put the announcement out there, but you guys are watching now, so I might as well just go ahead and tell you, um, and you'll get more information later. But we are now on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, um, we are now on all of those platforms. Um, so please, for those that, um, don't necessarily like to watch it on Facebook and Instagram, audio is available for you. And all you have to do is type in and perfectly perfect live on your favorite, um, audio podcast, such as Apple or Google play or Spotify. And we are on there. So I'm excited about that. And I pray that you are too. And I'm, more information about that will be coming, um, very soon. So tonight, we're talking about the topic of unqualified, question mark. Unqualified, question mark. Hi, Kita. Thank you for watching, sis. We're talking about the topic of unqualified, question mark. And we're going to get into why is the question mark here in just a minute. Let's say a word of prayer and we get right into the word of God. Dear Heavenly Father, God, we just thank you. We thank you, Father God, for your presence. We thank you, Father God, for just moving in this place, God. I thank you, Holy Spirit, for this platform. I thank you, Father God, for everybody that is watching and everybody that shall watch in the future. Holy Spirit, I ask that you truly have your way, Father. It's nobody but you, Father. I thank you, Father God, that you continue to bless the people that are watching, Father. That I ask that you will move through this podcast, God. That you will move through me, Father. As you decrease me, Father, may you increase, Father, Holy Spirit. I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you will touch the hearts of the people. Penetrate their hearts, Father God, so they can truly hear what you have to say this evening. God, may you be glorified and magnified. In Jesus' awesome name, I pray. Amen. All right, guys, thank you so much again for tuning in and for listening. As you do know, I did say that we are on uh, audio podcast as well. Um, so 
tonight again we're starting a series um called unqualified unqualified question mark and i'm super excited specifically about this series because guess what this is our first series over the past almost three years that imperfectly perfect life has been um I guess on the screen, <laughs> this is the first ever series. So I'm just elated that, you know, God even um, is trusting me to deliver something like this. Um, because I believe that when it comes with series, that means that, you know, there's something specific that God is trying to get to his people. Um, and it can't be done in one week. So, so the fact that God gave me this series is, is very important to me, um, and perfectly perfect and, um, sharing a testimony of how God can use you in spite of your imperfections is what imperfectly perfect is all about. So the fact that God, um, laid on my heart to start, start a series called unqualified, it, it doesn't surprise me the least bit. So I'm excited. I hope you're ready to start the series. I don't know how long it's going to be, but Tonight is the first night, so let's take this ride with me. So, unqualified. What does unqualified mean? It means not qualified. Um, another definition is not fit. Not fit. And lastly, lacking requisite qualification. Lacking requisite qualifications. Hi, Laura. Lacking requisite qualifications. But the one thing that stuck out to me was not fit. And specific, specifically because if you have dealt with insecurity, if you have dealt with uh, bullying and not being popular um, in school, you know what it means to not fit in. You know what it means to not fit in. And God laid this example uh, on me and I was like, wow, God, it's funny, but it, it makes sense. The example, I don't know if how many people are into Christmas stories and just thinking about um, the story about Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer and how he went to the land of misfit toys and just thinking about how Rudolph felt some type of way because he was different than all the other reindeer. And just go with me, I'm going somewhere. And how he just felt different because he was the only one that had a red nose. But when he went into the land of the misfit toys, everybody has something wrong with them. It was not one person that didn't have something wrong with them. Somebody was missing the eye. Somebody, the jack-in-the-box didn't, uh, didn't pop out of the box. So it was all of these toys that was misfit. And even though in a land of quote-unquote qualified toys, when Rudolph went into the land of misfit toys, he felt like he belonged. He felt like I, I'm not alone. I'm not by myself and, and feeling this way. I'm not by myself and, and not being perfect. And that's what God is. We're going to get into that tonight. Is that what, what the end all be all is that God wants us to realize that he didn't create us. He didn't create us to feel like we had to be perfect. He loves us in spite of our imperfections. He loves us in spite of our flaws. And he chooses to use us. He chooses to use us, flaws and all. And that's what we're going to be talking about throughout this whole series. Is for us to understand that 
no matter no matter what no matter about our past no matter about um, whether or not we don't have a, a education no matter about our generational uh background it doesn't matter about any of that because god still will use us and especially specifically thank you holy spirit he uses us why because we are quote unquote unqualified he uses us specifically because of that and we're going to get in that into a little bit later so again the definition that stuck stuck out to me about unqualified is not fit and all of us are quote unquote unqualified it's something that we can, if everybody can on this live and those that are going to watch, you know, and listen later, if you think about there's something that we, one thing that we have felt insecure about in our lives, one thing about us, whether it was our facial features, whether it was our body type, whether it is where we grew up in is something that we did not like about ourselves or did not like about our upbringing. So, gave you the example. Now, what we're going to compare to is what things qualify us or not qualify us in the natural. And later we're going to talk about in the spiritual. And the spiritual is really going to blow your mind because it blew my mind. Yes, sis. See, Laura already there. She said, God qualifies the unqualified. There you go, sis. And we're going to explain that why he does that in just a little bit later. So, what determines if we're qualified or not in the natural? So there are nine things that God specifically showed me. There's probably more, but there's nine things that we just want to talk about briefly. What determines if we're qualified or not in the natural? Number one, education. Education is one of the things that in the natural, um, it tends to qualify us or not. Think about it. If you're applying for a job. They have certain requirements. It's a certain degree you may have to receive or a certain amount of credits you have to earn um, if you haven't received your degree yet. It's, it's, you know, education, you know, whether or not your bachelor's or associate's or master's or doctorate. It's all of these things and requirements and not just with the requirements, but there's a certain amount of experience that you must obtain in order to be qualified for that position. And we're talking about the natural because we'll be going to get into later. My God. So education will also determines um, if you're qualified or not in the natural. Whether or not if you're handicapped or or whether or not like your health conditions. So say if um, God, God forbid you have cancer. Or whether or not you can really handle the, the job position because it may be a physical job. Or if you are handicapped, handicapped, excuse me, God forbid. So these are certain things that take factor in whether or not, you know, a job or whether or not um, you will be um, looked at as popular um, amongst people in society rather. So another thing is mental illness. Some people suffer from uh, schizophrenia. Others suffer from bi um, bipolar disorder. Some people suffer from uh, post-traumatic stress disorder. Um, some people suffer from a high level of anxiety. Like they can't handle any type of stress. Hello, Dandela. Thank you for watching, Kiera. So yes, yeah, so mental illness also plays a factor because that means that you're unstable. So in the natural realm, 
Some people want, wouldn't want to take the risk of, you know, even being around somebody that suffers from mental illness. Another one, body type, whether you're bigger or you're smaller, you know, and some people just like, you know, they look at you and they think just because you're a certain body type that, oh, no, you look a certain way. So um, I don't want to be around you or I don't want to use you as a model because you're a certain body type. These are these are natural, natural qualifications, whether you be qualified or not. Another one, class or income, class or income. And I, I think even today, especially today, we truly see why this is an issue about how much you make. A lot of the rich and it's exposing the fact that the rich have been getting over and I'm not I'm not coming at. The fact of, of wanting to be wealthy because all God's people, God wants us all to be wealthy and be prosperous. But, hi, Mama T. But a lot of us, a lot of the rich, you know, because the difference between being rich and wealthy, that's a whole nother message. But, yes, a lot of the rich people have been getting over. They've been getting tax breaks and a lot of the, the ones that are in a quote unquote lower class have been charged with an increase in tax. But now that's being exposed with the whole pandemic and people trying to receive funding. So that's another one. Another one is race. And race has been a thing. A lot of these has been a thing for a long time. But even especially today, it's still an issue. Race is still an issue, whether you're black, you're white, you're Asian, Hispanic, um, African. It doesn't matter. It's always going to be somebody that's going to have a problem with you just because of the color of your skin. These are some of the issues we deal with in the natural that make us qualified or unqualified. And even I can attest with, you know, you have for those that apply for jobs, you have that disclaimer on uh, a lot of like online um, online applications. And they say, you know, we don't discriminate against you based on sex or religion or race. Um, but a lot of them, they still find some type of way because you still like if you still have to tell them. Most of the time you have to tell them what your race is. Most of you have to tell them if you're female or uh, male or not. And then they can still discriminate against you. They can put that disclaimer. Another thing, family history. These are things that qualified or not qualified in the natural. Family history. What's your family background like? Do you have rich people in your family? Um, what ethnicity was in your family? Different things that factors that play with you being qualified or um, not in a natural. Where you live or where you grew up at. If you grew up in the quote unquote ghetto or in the hood. Or if you grew up in the suburban area. This is how society determines whether or not you're popular. This is how society determines whether or not you are even worth being looked at. Another one. Social media followers. And that's definitely a part of the millennial age. And I'm not sure what the new generation's name is. But yes, we'll stick with millennials. So millennial age and being big about TikTok and uh, Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and Snapchat and just all of these is just so much. And it's just like these people, a lot of these people that are so worried about being popular on social media sites, 
But what is their life like in real life? They put on a front. I don't know if people have seen like different memes of people perpetrating and acting like, you know, they're on acting like they're on a plane. <laughs> it's low key funny. They they put a picture acting like they're on a plane, but it's really like the they just, all they really did was zoom in. And it's just a small picture in the background, but they're not on a plane at all. And people just perpetrating for likes, perpetrating for popularity. Why? Because they low key, they suffer with low self-esteem. Low key, they suffer with abandonment. Low key, they suffer with rejection. But these are the things that we as a society and we as, um, as mankind have, have really have dealt with when concerning qualifications and and really like i said unqualified means not fit so different things that we deal with just to fit in and a lot of these things we can't help like we we can't choose what race we were going to be in we can't choose our family history we can sometimes as far as grow up wherever your parents decided to live that's where you lived your body type you can't choose that. I mean, you can exercise or not or whatever body type you want. But net, some people are naturally hippies. Some people are naturally bigger than others. That doesn't mean that you're, that you're better than anybody else because of your body type. Love the skin that you're in. Love the skin that you're in. Be confident in who God has created you to be. And if you're confident in having a certain type of weight, then... So be it. As long as you are healthy. That's what's really important. Healthy. Being healthy. But you have to be confident in who God created you to be. That was a sidebar. But somebody needed to hear it. So. Again. We we was talking about what determines if we're qualified or not in the natural. Because we're going to get into now. What qualifies us in the spirit. Yes, Sister Max, what qualifies us in the spirit? Because we listed all of these things about what qualifies us or not in a natural. And it's a, it's a shopping list of things. And those were only nine. But I'm, like I said earlier, I'm sure it's more. But one thing, this is the major thing that you're going to see as far as what unqualifies us in the spirit. Anybody know what that answer is? What unqualifies us in the spirit? Nothing. Nothing. My God. When God revealed that to me, I was like, wow. So you mean to tell me, God, that in the natural, we have a shopping list of things that can qualify us or unqualify us in the natural but when it comes to the spirit realm, when it comes to um, supernatural, nothing, nothing can unqualify us. Not our race, not our body type, not our education, not our health, not our mental illness, not our class or income, not our family history, not where we uh, grew up at, not where we live, not social media. Nothing. Nothing. Thing can unqualify, unqualify us in the spirit. That right there in itself was just like, okay, God. 
like how Apostle Jimmy A. Ellis just say, I can just close, close this book and just walk away. Because that right there, it just blessed my soul. Because nothing. We try so hard to, ha to get people, to please people, to get people to like us. Because of the state of mind and because of us being deceived by the enemy that we have to look the part, that we have to talk a certain way, that we have to act a certain way, just so that we can be liked by people. But God said in the spirit realm, we don't have to do anything. There's nothing. There is nothing that unqualifies us. Not our past. Not our flaws. Not our weaknesses. Nothing. Nothing. And that's what this series is about. Us knocking down all the walls. Us knocking down every single excuse. About, oh, well, I don't have ed right education. Oh, I don't have enough money. Oh, I don't live in this type of apartment or this type of house. Oh, I don't have the type this status. Or, you know, just different things, excuses that we come up with. And God is saying through this series, we're going to see why you are qualified. Why I chose you. Why I need you to fulfill your God-given purpose. There's nothing, nothing that you can come up with that will give an excuse of why you can't get God's will done. So let's get into it. So we said there's nothing that it un can unqualify us in the spirit. Why? Because our sins are forgiven when we accept Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior. When we accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, it washes away all of our sins. It washes it away. He wipes the slate clean. And then furthermore, Jesus made the ultimate sacrifice so that we could be forgiven. So let's go to Hebrews chapter 9, verse 11 through 15. Hebrews chapter 9, verse 11 through 15. And I'm reading from the message um, Bible, reading from the message Bible. It says, but when the Messiah arrived, high priest of the superior things of this new covenant, he bypassed the old tent and its trappings in this created world and went straight into heaven's tent, the true holy place once and for all. He also bypassed the sacrifices, sacrifices consisting of goat and calf blood. Instead, using his own blood as the price to set us free once and for all. If that animal blood and the other rituals of purification were effective in cleaning up certain matters of our religion and behavior, think how much more the blood of Christ cleans up our whole lives inside and out. Through the spirit, Christ offered himself as an unblemished, Sacrifice, freeing us from all those dead-end efforts to make ourselves respectable so that we can live all out for God. So Jesus Christ became the sacrifice because, for those that don't know, in the Old Testament days, 
when we when they committed sins, they would have to make some type of sacrifice using a lamb or using calf. That's why I said Jesus bypassed all of that. They would have to use a lamb or a calf and use them as a sacrifice so their blood can be shed because the blood, whew, the blood, the blood was just shows a covenant. Blood is just a representation of having a covenant. So since Jesus was not yet there, they had to use a calf or a lamb or some type of lamb. But Jesus Christ became the ultimate sacrifice and he became the lamb of God. That was the sacrifice that God made. So that we can have life abundantly. So that our sins can be washed away and we can be made whole. Thank you, Holy Spirit. So once Jesus Christ became the unblemished sacrifice. It says in the word, it says, freeing us from all these dead end efforts to make ourselves respectable. So that we can live all out for God. So Jesus said, stop worrying about. What you did in your past. Stop worrying about all of that. Why? Because when you accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. God already forgot about it. He's already forgiven us. And I know I'm getting a little ahead of myself. But every time we sin. We have the freedom. To repent. Of our wrongdoings. And guess what? God wipes the slate clean. Every single time. Every single time. Because the sacrifice was already made. So now all we have to do is repent. We don't have to keep going out getting calves and lambs and making sacrifices. Because the ultimate sacrifice was already made. So it doesn't matter what we did back then. It doesn't matter what we did two minutes ago. The sacrifice was already made for us. Other scripture that I want to go to. Just so you can understand that there's nothing that unqualifies, that unqualifies us in the spirit. Let's go to Romans chapter 8, verse 1 through 4. And I'm also again reading from the Message Bible. Romans chapter 8, verse 1 through 4 in the Message Version. And it says, with the arrival of Jesus, the Messiah, that faithful dilemma is resolved. Those who enter into Christ being here for us no longer have to live under a continuous low-lying black cloud. A new power is in operation. Mm, my God. The spirit of life in Christ, like a strong wind, has magnificently cleared the air, freeing you from a faded lifetime of brutal tyranny at the hands of sin and death. Jesus. God went for the juggler. I love the message Bible. God went for the juggler when he sent his own son. He didn't deal with the problem as something remote and unimportant. In his son, Jesus, he personally took on the human condition, entered the disordered mess of struggling humanity in order to set it right once and for all. The law code, weakened as it always was by fractured human nature, could never have done that. The law always ended up being used as a band-aid on sin instead of a deep healing of it. Pause. So it's talking about the law, the Old Testament, being a band-aid, being a temporarily fix, a temporary fix. 
But again, it says the law always ended up being used as a band-aid on sin instead of deep healing of it. So the Old Testament, the Old Covenant was about laying a band-aid because I said how you had to constantly get a lamb every time you sinned. But because Jesus Christ, Jesus, because Jesus Christ became the ultimate sacrifice without blemish, Jesus, Jesus, Yehramasakaya, because of that, we now can be have a deep healing, have a deep healing because the word of God says by Jesus stripes, we are healed. It's not just talking about healing for the outer body. It's talking about healing for the soul. Healing for the soul, whatever it is that you need healing from. Covering everything, your outer body, your inner body, your mind, covering it all. That's what Jesus Christ meant. That's what it meant in the word about G by Jesus stripes, we are healed. He took on the hurt. He took on the, the brutal pain of, of them hitting him with, um, Hitting him with the, the ropes and hitting and, and stabbing him in his side and nailing his hands in his feet and putting the crown on his head. He endured the pain so that we can receive healing. How precious is that? So, furthermore, continuing on in this verse. In verse, uh, continue on in verse three and four, it says, and now what the law code asks for, but we couldn't deliver is accomplished as we, instead of redoubling our own efforts, simply embrace what the spirit is doing in us. So it's nothing. Whew, there is nothing that we can do to earn this. To earn this unconditional love, there is nothing because God foresaw everything that we were going to do. God foresaw the mistakes. God foresaw the lies. God foresaw the weaknesses. God foresaw us turning our backs on him because I don't know about you. I turned my back on God at one point. But God knows our future. God knows what our future holds. So he, he took into consideration everything that we were going to do. And he said, you, you, nothing that you could earn for this. It's nothing that you deserve for this. But because Jesus Christ, but because Jesus Christ was sent down, God sent his only begotten son so that he can save us and make us whole. What kind of love is that? What kind of love is that? Loving the unqualified. Loving us. In spite of what we do, in spite of us, our being disobedient, in spite of us not listening, God loved us that much that he was willing to sacrifice his only son, his only begotten son. And so that we don't have to worry about, oh, okay, keeping, and yes, we do, don't misconstrue it. I'm going to get into that later. You still have to keep God's commandments. You still have to keep God's commandments and you still have to righteousness. Righteousness, doing what's right is still important. But what this is talking about is that when we do fall short of the glory of God, because we will fall short of the glory of God. That's in Romans 3.23, I believe. If it's not, please somebody put it up there. Romans 3.23 talks about we all fall short of the glory of God. So because we all fall short of God's glory, he said he wanted to cover it all. He wanted to cover it all. 
So that we wouldn't have any excuse. So we won't have to worry about, oh, okay, oh, I messed up, so I, I can't do this no more. And then worry about going and get a lamb. No, all of that was covered. All of that was covered. Next, I'm going to get into who qualifies us in the spirit. I know we covered it a little bit. But who qualifies us in the spirit? God. That's who qualifies us. God qualifies us. And it's, it's just as simple because people just saw you talking about in the natural. We're talking about qualifications, what qualifies us or not in the natural. And a lot of those is people. People. Whew. People is what determine whether or not we are qualified or not in the natural. In the spirit realm, God. God qualifies us. He qualifies us. And we already said that there's nothing that can make us, there's nothing that can unqualify us. So God qualifies us. He accepts all of it. He accepts the flaws. He accepts us as having an attitude. He accepts us, you know, our wrongdoings. He accepts the way we talk, even though we need to get that fixed. But at the same time, he knows, he knows our personality. He knows it. And he loves us. He corrects us, but he loves us. <laughs> Just like a good parent, he will say, get it together. But he loves us, flaws and all. So God qualifies us. And this is just a preview of what we're going to be talking about in throughout these series. Is one example is Jeremiah. Jeremiah was a un unqualified, just like we are. But in Jer what I love about in Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 5, in the Amplified Version, it says, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you and approved of you as my chosen instrument. And before you were born, I consecrated you to myself as my own. I have appointed you as a prophet to the nations. Whew. My God, this particular passage spoke to me because I was like, whoa. Because this is exactly what God said to me. Like, exactly what God said to me. Like, before I formed you in your mother's womb, I knew you and approved of you. So, God, before we were even planted, the seed was even planted into our mother's womb, God knew us. God knew everything we was going to do. God knew all the hairs that was going to be in our head. God knew the school we was going to go to. God knew the situations we were going to have to endure. God knew. God knew it. And even though he knew that we were going to be a wretch. Jeremiah. God still called Jeremiah. Appointed him to be a prophet to the nations. In spite of Jeremiah's flaws, we want to get into that into throughout the series. In spite of Jeremiah's flaws, God still called Jeremiah to be a prophet to the nations. Jeremiah was insecure. He didn't. He didn't know. He was scared that people was going to, wasn't going to receive him. He was scared that people was, wasn't going to hear him. Why? Because he was young. And the prophets during that time, a lot of people respected those that were. Um, were older in age so the fact that jeremiah was young people was like ah oh, jeremiah you you young you come on now anybody listening to you you don't even got no wisdom because of your age 
But God still chose to use Jeremiah in spite of how old he was. So it's just letting you know that it doesn't matter. God qualifies you. Doesn't matter how old you are. Doesn't matter your size. Doesn't matter about your race. Doesn't matter about all this stuff. Other scripture I want to do as far as God qualifying us is wrong. No, it's not Roman. Excuse me. First Corinthians chapter one, verse 26 through 31. First Corinthians chapter one, verse 26 through 31. Now reading from the message version. It says, take a good look, friends, at who you were when you got called into this life. I don't see many of the brightest and the best among you. I love this. Not many influential, not many from high society families. Isn't it obvious that God deliberately chose men and women that the culture overlooks and exploits and abuses? Chose these nobodies to expose the hollow pretensions of the somebodies. That makes it quite clear that none of you can get by with blowing your own horn before God. Everything that we have right thinking and right living, a clean slate and a fresh start comes from God by way of Jesus Christ. That's why we have the saying, if you're going to blow a horn, blow a trumpet for God. Wow. Wow. God is saying nobody can qualify you but me. You can't sow you can't sow a million dollars and expect you to be qualified. You can't um, do a, a hundred hell marys and, and I'm not coming in nobody's religion. But Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. So you trying to do all these good deeds? That's cool, but that's not going to get you into heaven. That's not going to make you qualified with God because we already said there's nothing that you can do to be unqualified. There's nothing. God has already qualified you. He qualifies the unqualified. He qualifies us. And what I love, oh my gosh, the message Bible is so awesome. And what God also showed me is that we are qualified because we are chosen. We're qualified because we are chosen. And the, Bible, the word of God says, many are called, but few are chosen. Many are called, but few are chosen. And I'm going to read this passage of where it's from. And because I was like, okay, God, what I love about the word of God is that when you read a popular quote unquote verse, there's something that either is always good to read um, what happens before it and after it to see what was going on and, and what took place to actually get to that point, especially when it comes to the parables of Jesus Christ, because there's a reason why Jesus is, is um, using parables to explain himself and explain why things are the way they are. Um, and so many are called and few are chosen. And this particular parable is going to explain it. So let's go to Matthew chapter two, 22, excuse me, Matthew chapter 22, verse 1 through 14. And I'm reading from the Amplified Version. Matthew 22, verse 1 through 14, Amplified Version. And it says, Jesus spoke to them again in parables, saying, 
The kingdom of heaven may be compared to a king who, who gave a wedding feast for his son. And he sent his servants to call those who had previously been invited to the wedding feast. But they refused to come. Then he sent out some other servants saying, Tell those who have been invited. Look, I have prepared, I have prepared, excuse me, lost my place. I have prepared my dinner. My oxen and fattened calves are butchered and everything is ready. Come to the wedding feast. But they paid no attention. They dis disregarded the invitation, treating it with contempt and went away, one to his farm, another to his business. The rest of the invited guests seized his servants and mistreated them, insulting and humiliating them and killed them. The king was enraged when he heard this and he sent his soldiers and destroyed those murderers and burned their city. Then he said to his servants, the wedding feast is ready, but those who were invited were not worthy. So go to the main highways that lead out of the city and invite to the wedding feast as many as you find. Those servants went out into the streets and gathered together all the people they could find, both bad and good. So the wedding hall was filled with dinner guests sitting at the banquet table. But when the king came in to see the dinner guests, he saw a man there who was not dressed appropriately in wedding clothes. And he said, friend, how did you come in here without wearing the wedding clothes that were provided for you? Whew. And the man was speechless and without excuse. Then the king said to the attendants, tie him hand and foot and throw him into the darkness outside. In that place, there will be weeping over sorrow and pain and grinding of teeth over the stress and anger. And verse, verse 14 says, for many are called, invited, summoned, but few are chosen. So just a reflection, just to paraphrase this whole passage, is that Jesus Christ has called many of us. He has called the world to be saved, to accept. He, the invitation is open for those because the gift of salvation is free. So there's many people that have heard the word. Many people have learned about salvation. Many people have heard about it, but turned their, their back away from it. Or many people mock salvation mock jesus christ mock the things that he has done mock the miracles that he has done and then there's even those that even perpetrate and jesus saying i've given you these things and it's people that were at the wedding feast but they still were unobedient they still failed to do the things of god that one person that was not dressed up in the wedding clothes that was provided to him because Jesus didn't expect, because let me go back to that verse. In verse, let's see, let's see, let's see. Just so you can understand. Dun, 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 dun. Give me one moment. Yes, in verse 10, it says, Those servants went out into the streets and gathered together all the people they could find, both bad and good. So it's telling me in this passage that Jesus Christ invited those that were bad and good. So that means that everybody did not have wedding clothes. Think about Cinderella. Cinderella had rags. 
and she had to be provided a gown so that she can be a part, woo, so that she can be a part of the ball. Whew, my God. So Jesus saying, I provided you everything you needed. I didn't ask you to come. I didn't ask you to come a certain way. I didn't ask you to have it. But I gave you. I'm giving you the tools. I'm giving you everything you need. All I'm asking for you to accept it and to follow my commands. That's what he's talking about here. He said, I'm inviting you, but I'm giving you what you need. But that one person didn't follow instructions. And that's why the word of God is again is saying many are called, but few are chosen. Many people have been called, but they have not answered the call. But those that answered the call, those that have accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, are the chosen ones. If you accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, you are chosen. Because just like Jeremiah, it says, before I formed you into your mother's womb, I knew you. Jesus knew God given us the free will to accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. But because God is the ultimate creator, he knew that we will make the best decision, that we will make the right decision of accepting Jesus Christ as our Savior. He knew it. It is not for us to make sense of, well, why, why, why doesn't some people accept him? Well, some people, that's not for us to try to make, you know, make sense of it because it goes beyond our human understanding. Jesus, God chose it, chose us for a reason. It was nothing that we could have done. But Jesus chose us. He knew who was going to accept them and who wasn't. So let's continue on. Let's just give you some backstory. We're laying the groundwork tonight. As my pastor Tracy says, says he says, we're laying the groundwork. So that's what we're doing for the series. We're laying the groundwork. So we are qualified because we are chosen. And salvation is the key. Salvation is the key. Jesus perfects us. Jesus perfects us. We are imperfect, but we are perfected through Christ. We are, we, Jesus is perfect. We are imperfect. So we are perfected. When, Je when we accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, we are perfected through Christ. Will it, does that say we will ever be perfect? No, we won't be perfect. But we are perfected through Christ. Every single day as God renews our mind and God transforms, transforms us as God changes us as God molds us and shapes us because why God is the potter and we are the clay. So God is constantly molding us and shaping us, making us into his image. Woo! My God, God is molding us. He is transforming us into the men and women of God that he has called us to be. That is powerful. So God is saying, it's all right. It's all right, Paul. It's okay that you was a murderer. It's okay, uh, David, that you were a whoremonger. Uh, Noah, it's okay that you, you know, you were a drunkard. Oh, Moses, it's okay that you had a speech impediment. Oh, Jeremiah, it's okay that you're young. It's okay. Why? Because when you, oh, when you come to me and you accept the call, I will mold you and I will equip you and to who I have created you to be. That's why, that's why we have to understand that God qualifies the unqualified. Because you say, listen, it's not about these credentials. It's not about what's on a resume. It's not about what, what, what looks the part. 
No. What quali- What can qualify you? Nothing. All you need to do is be willing. All you need to do is accept my son. Accept his son. Into your life. To be Lord and Savior over your life. That's all we have to do. But God already knew we were going to make that decision. Why? Because it's before he formed us into our mother's womb. He knew us. That's powerful. So let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 5 through 6. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 5 through 6. Amplified version. It says, not that we are sufficiently qualified in ourselves to claim anything as coming from us. But our sufficiency and qualifications come from God. He has qualified us, making us sufficient as ministers of a new covenant of salvation through Christ. Not of the letter of a written code, but of the spirit. For the letter of the law kills by revealing sin and demanding obedience. But the spirit gives life. My God. So it's talking about, I'm going to read the last part again. Talking about, it says, for the letter of the law kills by revealing sin and demanding obedience. But the spirit gives life. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes into the father but by me. Jesus came so that we can have life and have it eternally and have it abundantly. So Jesus is the way. Jesus is the way. Let's keep going. So salvation is the key and Jesus perfects us. And even though there is nothing that can unqualify us in the spirit, we are still required to do what's right. If we make a mistake, all we have to do is repent. Get back up and try again. Because like I said earlier, yes, there's nothing that can unqualify us. But righteousness is still important. Obedience is still important. Following God's instructions is still important. But God knows that we're we're not perfect. So that's why we have the right to repent. And when we repent, all we got to do is say, okay, forgive. God's forgiven us. We also have to forgive ourselves. And then we just get back up and try this thing again. That's the beauty about it. Is that we don't have to beat ourselves up. Yeah, we may suffer the consequences of our actions. But it still gives us another chance. God gives us multiple chances to do the right thing, to follow him. I don't I can't even tell you how many chances God has given me to get it right. He's given me countless chances, and I'm sure he's done the same thing for you. So let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 5 through 9. 2 Corinthians chapter 13 Verse 5 through 9. And I read from the Amplified Version. It says, test and evaluate yourselves to see whether you are in the faith and living your lives as committed believers. Examine yourselves, not me. 
Or do you not recognize this about yourselves by an ongoing experience that Jesus Christ is in you? Unless indeed you fail the test and are rejected as counterfeit. But I hope you will acknowledge that we do not fail the test, nor are we to be rejected. But I pray to God that you may do nothing wrong, not so that we and our teaching may appear to be approved, but that you may continue doing what is right, even though we by comparison may seem to have failed. For we can do nothing against the truth, but only for the truth and the gospel, the good news of salvation. We are glad when we are weak, since God's power comes freely through us. But you, by comparison, are strong. We also pray for this, that you may be complete, fully restored, growing and maturing in godly character and spirit, pleasing your heavenly Father by the life you live. So God is saying that it's important that we please him by the life we live. Yes, we are not perfect. Yes, we have flaws. Yes, we make mistakes. But God is saying it's still important that we strive to please him with our life, with our lifestyle. Praying daily, reading the word of God daily, following God's instructions, however the Holy Spirit leads us, fulfilling God's given purpose that he has given us. We are required to fulfill the purpose that God has given us. Just because I mentioned a few names and we're going to get more into depth with, with them over these weeks. But just because you, just because you feel unqualified does not mean that you are not mandated to fulfill God-given purpose. Why? Because God would give you everything you need. God would give you the tools that you need. He will give it to you. So you feel as though that you uh, don't have enough education to write a book. God will give you the words to say. And God will also give you the people that you need to help edit your book so that it can be grammatic. Oh, excuse me. Help me, Father. Grammatically. There we go. Correct. Just because you don't talk that well. God will send people your way to help you with your speech. So it's no excuses. It's no excuses. And God is saying it's no excuses of why, of why you can't fulfill my purpose. It's no, even if you fail in your past, repent, get back up and try again. Repent, get back up and try again. And don't, thank you, Holy Spirit. And don't hold yourself to what happened in your past. Forgive yourself. Because after you repented, God has forgiven you. But have you forgiven yourself? Have you forgiven yourself for the things that you have done in your past? Have you forgiven yourself? Because that plays a key because you can be going on. And if, if you haven't forgiven yourself, you were, the enemy will play with your mind and constantly remind you. Constantly, oh, well, you just, um, you was an alcoholic. Oh, you was a drug addict. And, you know, oh, you had a baby out of wedlock. Or you, um, you having premarital sex. But if you, if God, you repented for your wrongdoings. And God is forgiving you. And God is giving you another chance to move forward. Who is the enemy? Who is the enemy to sit around 
and try to play with your mind. Who is the enemy? First of all, the enemy, his his um his judgment is already final. His time is is ticking. His time is ticking. And this is why he is seeking whomever he can devour. He is seeking whomever he can devour so that he can get those that still have a chance at eternal life. Because guess where he's going to spend? Eternal life, damnation in hell. So he's trying to get everybody he can. And that's why you have to be careful. That's why talk, the Bible talks about us renewing our mind. How do we renew our mind? By praying daily, by reading the word daily, by meditating on the word. Don't just read the word, but meditate on the word and allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you about what he's saying to you concerning his word. These are things that we're supposed to do. And there's no excuses, no reason why, okay, quote unquote, naturally we're unqualified, but God qualifies the unqualified. Last thing that I want to cover. God doesn't expect us to be perfect, but he does expect us to depend on Jesus when we are weak. Jesus, Jesus' power is made perfect in our weakness. Let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7 through 10. 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7 through 10, and I'm reading from the Amplified Version. It says, because of the surpassing greatness and extraordinary nature of the revelations which I received from God, for this reason, to keep me from thinking of myself as important, a thorn in the flesh was given to me, a messenger of Satan, to torment and harass me, to keep me from exalting myself. Concerning this, I pleaded with the Lord three times that it might leave me. But he has said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. My loving kindness and my mercy are more than enough. Always available regardless of the situation. For my power is being perfected and is completed and shows itself most effectively in your weakness. Therefore, I will all the more gladly boast in my weaknesses so that the power of Christ may completely enfold me and may dwell in me. So I am well pleased, pleased with my weaknesses, with ins insults, with distresses, with persecutions, and with difficulties for the sake of Christ. For when I am weak in human strength, then I am strong, truly able, truly powerful, truly drawing from God's strength. My God. So God is saying, I don't require you to be perfect. I know you're not going to be perfect. But I do require you to depend on me. God requires for us to depend on him. So when we feel like we're weak, God will make a way of escape. He will give us a way of escape to flee from temptation. So we can't say, we can't say that, oh, well, it just happened. No, sis, no, bro. It, it, not, it did not just happen. You decided to give in instead of fleeing. You could have very well ran. You could have very well escaped, but you chose to give in. And yeah, don't get me wrong. There are certain situations where rape and uh, molestation have taken place. And that's something completely different. 
that's not a temptation. That's just, you know, a circumstance that we didn't have control over. But when it comes to temptation, God gives you the, he shows you the red flags. Now, whether or not you choose to, to pay attention to the red flags, it's up to you. But God always warns us. Why? Because he loves us. And he doesn't want to see us fall into sin. But we have the free will and we have the choice to whether or not we want to follow, follow his instructions and follow his perfect will for our lives. So, covering what we talked about tonight again, we talked about different things that in the natural that makes us unqualified or unqualified. And then we also talked about what unqualifies us in the spirit is nothing. Nothing can unqualify us in the spirit. And we also discussed who qualifies us. God himself. He qualifies us. We are qualified because we are chosen. And salvation is the key. And Jesus perfects us. And then we also discussed that if you make a mistake, repent. Repent. And get back up and try again. And then lastly, God doesn't expect us to be perfect, but he does expect us to depend on him. He will make us strong where we are weak. So I pray that you were blessed this evening. This is unqualified series. So throughout these weeks, however long God um, leads me to do it, we're going to be using God is probably is going to be he already downloaded certain people um certain examples like Jeremiah and Moses and David and Joseph and even Jesus and even Jesus um that part really blew my mind um some things that God was showing me concerning being unqualified um in the natural weather um so we're going to be talking about different examples just so that we can truly understand and why we have no room for excuses why we shouldn't be using um, what happened in our past and what different things that we can't don't have control over uh, why we can't fulfill God, God's given purpose for our lives. So make sure you tune in for these next weeks. I pray that you were blessed this evening. Um, again, I made the announcement earlier. Um, I'm going to give you more details very soon. But if you're interested in the audio version, um, it's on Apple Podcasts, it's on Google Play, it's on Spotify, it's on Breaker, and it's on uh, quite a few other ones. But I'll be making an advertisement very soon. Uh, so you'll be able to listen to it in your car or riding down, riding the bike or just walking down the street. So I'm excited about that and I pray that you are too. I love you guys. I'm going to say a word of prayer and um, we'll be able to see you guys next week. Dear Heavenly Father, God, I just thank you. Thank you, God, for your presence. Thank you, Father, God, for everything that you're doing, God, through this platform. Thank you, Holy Spirit, God, for the people that are watching, God, tonight, God, the people that are listening, Father, God. Holy Spirit, I ask that, Father, God, that you would just touch our hearts, Father. Help us, God, that everything that we learned this evening concerning, God, whether or not we are unqualified, God, I thank you, Father, that you have let us know, Father, that it's nothing that we can do, Father, to make us unqualified. God, you qualified the unqualified. So, Holy Spirit, 
spirit. I ask that, Father God, that you continue, God, to show us, God, continue to mold us, continue to shape us, continue to transform us, Father, so that we don't have any more excuses, Father God, of why we can't fulfill your purpose. I thank you, Father God, that you are strengthening each and every one of us, God. Many of us that, Father God, are going through that, Father God, during this pandemic, that, Father God, many of us that, Father God, have, have dealt with the Father God, a financial God lack the Father God. But I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you said that you would supply all of our needs according to your riches and glory. So Holy Spirit, I come against every distraction. I come against the Father God, anything that would try to get us, God, off focus, God, on what you have created us to do, on what you have as assigned us to do in this season. Holy Spirit, I thank you, Father God, that we will not allow the enemy, the Father God, to get us off track, Father. But I thank you, Holy Spirit, that we would that we will make sure that we go deeper in you, Father, that we make sure that, Father God, that we seek you first, the kingdom of God and your righteousness and all these things will be added unto the, us, Father God. So help us, the Father God, to not allow our circumstances, God, to get us, the Father God, our focus. Help us, the Father God, to truly, God, to trust in you, Father, trust in you, Holy Spirit. Father God, for you are our way maker. You are a redeemer. You, God, you are our help, Father God. You are our fortress. So Holy Spirit, I thank you for saving us. I thank you, God, for sending your only begotten son down so that we can have life abundantly. God, thank you, Father God, for everything that you do and more. Thank you for giving us another chance to get it right. Thank you, God, for giving us, God, a way that, Father God, that we can repent to, Father God, for our wrongdoings and start again. So, God, we thank you, God, and we make the decision tonight to keep pressing on, continue to continue to do the work, Father. We thank you, Father. In Jesus' awesome name, I pray. Amen. Thank you, guys, everybody that was watching. I do want to extend um, the gift of salvation because I believe that everybody that is watching, everybody that may be listening may not know Christ. But guess what? Salvation is free. And if you just say this prayer with me, you will have the opportunity to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior because Jesus is the answer. And I know you've been looking for the answer, but tonight I offer you the gift of salvation. If you say this prayer with me, you will be welcomed into the, the kingdom of God. Say, Lord God, I realize I am a sinner. I realize that I need Jesus in my life. I ask you, Jesus, that you will come into my life. Cleanse me. Wash me. Make me whole. I believe, Jesus, that you died on the cross for my sins. You were buried and you rose on the third day so that I can have life and have it more abundantly and live life eternally. So, Jesus, I ask that you would be my savior and I commit myself to serving you all the rest of my days. In Jesus' name, amen. For those that say that prayer, welcome into the body of Christ. Welcome into the body of Christ. It's a beautiful thing to have a relationship with Jesus because he's everything that you need and more. And for those that who are prodigal sons and daughters and adult and they have actually strayed away from God. You once were following the things of God, but maybe certain 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 circumstances, excuse me, have arise. This pandemic has allowed us um, to get into a place of maybe a state of depression, but you know that you need Jesus in your life because you have not had peace since you turned your back on God. But this is your opportunity. This is your opportunity to ask God, ask Jesus to come back into your life. It's not too late. This is your opportunity, whether you're listening or watching. I want you to repeat this prayer with me. Say, Lord God, 
I am sorry for turning my back on you. I am sorry, God, for not realizing that I need you in my life. Jesus, I ask that you forgive me of my wrongdoings. I ask that you would come back, come back and be my savior. Accept me back into the body of Christ. I ask that, Father God, that you would continue to mold me and shape me. Forgive me of my wrongdoings. I thank you, Jesus, for giving me another chance. I commit myself for serving you all the rest of my days. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. For those that say their prayer, welcome back into the body of Christ. This is a fresh start. A fresh start for you to do something new. God has forgiven you. And I pray that you forgive yourself too. And it's time to finish the work. It's time to finish the work. Be encouraged. Be uplifted. Until next time on A Perfectly Perfect Live. I'll see you guys later. Bye.